Hey everyone, Matt Calderoni here, co-host of the Difference Maker Podcast. Really quick ask, we need your help. So here's the thing, we take the time each week to put these episodes together with the genuine intent to help people discover and reach their true potential, just like yourself, so you can get to that next level in life. All we're asking for is a quick subscription or you know, a like, a review, a comment, something that helps grow this channel and helps us boost that algorithm. We don't do any kind of paid advertising for this. We don't do any real marketing other than through our social media channels. We're genuinely here to help people and to help you. So if you can, leave us a quick rating, leave us a quick review, subscribe if you're tuning in on YouTube, and we'll see you in the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Difference Maker Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Calderoni. We have Chris Calderoni here as well. Excited to dive into this one. It's been an episode that we've really wanted to get into and um, something that just kind of sparked it this past week. We had a really, really good call-in session with, with somebody who called in and asked for some guidance and we can't wait to share that with you today. Chris, catch us up a little bit. Where have you been at? What have you been up to? Teach us. Uh, just, you know, calls with athletes going through their seasons right now. Um, yep. but looking at this episode and everything, it's, I wasn't part of the call. So I'm actually very interested in hearing this story, uh, as I'm sure of a lot of viewers and, and listeners will be too, because it sounds like, and just from the outline, um, very interesting, possibly very relatable as well. So yeah. very excited. So going through it and just to kind of open it up a little bit. So this past week, there's one thing that we do here at Molotium, where if you check out on our website, you can write into us and we help you through some issues. It's actually a free consultation session, we call it, but it's kind of like our give back, right? Where it's, we do it to help people who are coming through and maybe can't necessarily afford what we do, but they need some guidance. It's kind of like our good, our good guy play, if you will. So we have somebody who comes through the website this past week. And to an extent, we're obviously going to keep everything anonymous here and so on. But to an extent, we get the topic that's written in about being, and this is what I remember seeing in the email uh, form, it was um, current Sunday league athlete needing help as well with career guidance to that degree, right? So that comes in through the site. I open it up. It's like, okay, so let's see more because then you have to write out your description of you know what's going on. So he's explaining it and in there he throws in this idea where he goes, you know, I've, I've, I'm a soccer league player and I'm doing what I got to do. And I've currently also got some career stuff going on and I've also got some personal stuff. I'm just looking for some guidance and I really need to kind of help myself get through this. And it's like, okay, great. So he books a time to call and this was about two and a half weeks ago. And then fast forward this past week on Monday. So I end up taking the call, give him a shout. I said, Hey, so-and-so what's going on. It's nice to hear you. I'm excited to hear what's going on and, and seeing how we can help in any way. So he starts by opening up and talking about, you know, his Sunday league, um, sport that he's in. And he goes, you know, I'm really struggling right now with just finding my confidence and finding my certainty and my balance. I used to be so good at it. I used to be a top player there doing what I had to do. And now, you know, I'm just, I'm not performing up to my standards or whatever. And right away, there was something that kind of got me about that where it's like, okay, this is interesting because, you know, somebody who's not playing sport as a profession usually doesn't really spend on our programs. They usually spend for more career focused stuff. So because yeah, Sunday league, it's more of, it's more social community. It's, it's, adult, it's competitive. Yeah. yeah. It's competitive, but it's not like, are you willing to spend a lot of time on a coaching program program? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Right. More so for the career side. So it's like, okay, fine. So right away though, when he started talking about this, I was like, okay, this, there must be something going on here a little bit. So within about nine minutes, we were able to really break him through what was going on with his sports side. It's like, oh, well, you know what? 
you know, what are the things that you do really well? So he explained his strengths to us. And then we walk, I, I walked him through also making sure I said, okay, how well are you doing those? He rated them and he said, no, nah, I'm not really doing them well. So I said, so why aren't you doing them well? We got to the root of that. He goes, I just haven't had time to practice them as much. I said, no problem. So we put him on a simple little prescription, if you will, of what to do with visualizing about five times a week, going to the field and practicing, watching and studying film, and then giving him some laser focuses. And right there, it was like, okay, solved right? Nine minutes to the T. It's like, wow, this was pretty much done. I was like, okay, so does that help? He goes, man, that helps so much. So then I also directed him some of our YouTube videos he could watch as well. I said, you know, I'm just curious though. We've got 21 minutes left on this call. You also wrote in asking about career advice and how you're currently going through a bit of a transition and so on. I said, do you mind if we maybe unpack that a little bit? Is there anything I can help with? And Sorry, career advice. How old is he again? From what I understand, Engage, he was in his young to mid-30s. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just some regular coaching like we do with business professionals, right? Like, what do I really want? Where do I really want to go? So, of course, he goes, yeah, of course, I, w- I would love that. And he then proceeds to start telling me about his current career. And he starts saying, you know, I'm, I'm in this profession and I'm getting out of it. And now I'm transitioning into this. And then he also brings up how he's helping his father getting into uh, a care facility and this is when he starts to also unpack that right and it's like this is natural by the way for anybody tuning in it's very natural when an athlete calls us for performance and then the performance really isn't the struggle the struggle is often in another area of life so he starts going down a natural path right where he then starts telling us about this family member he needs to take care of and he's not happy with his career so he's deciding to get out of that we start to unpack even deeper and we start to understand, like I said, so what's, you know, asking the right kind of coaching questions, like, tell me a bit about your social life. What's going on with that? You know, where are you really going with that? I said, and then I asked him one question that I think kind of put everything into perspective. I go, so would you say that at this point of your life, things are going according to what your plan is? And he goes, what do you mean a plan? And this is where I started because I already had an idea from recognizing the pattern, but it's like, okay, I have a feeling what's really going on here is, you know, what we're about to unpack. And he goes, I don't really have a plan. I said, okay. So then he starts and we get into more banter and he starts telling me and then he kind of starts coming down to this conclusion of what his patterns are. And he goes, you know, he said this one thing that really stuck with me. He goes, I've made it a point to find a home in other people and other things. Hmm. And right there, I'm like, wow, like this is, this is, you know, what a lot of people do. They often mask what's going on in their own life by trying to find what's going on in other people's lives and taking care. And there's nothing that's a very generous thing to do. But as we're going to understand, you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. So he starts telling me more about this and we get more into this family member he's helping out and helping, you know, get down. And he starts to tell me how he's kind of the sibling that's been left to do this. And you know, I started asking, like, why you and where's it going and how did we get here? And finally, we have this massive breakthrough of an understanding. And it's what I knew at the start and just kind of wanted to guide him to because we're big believers here at Molotium that you can resolve your own problems. You just need someone to help guide you there. So we get to the bottom of it and he goes, oh, my gosh, Matt, I finally see what I've been doing. And I'm like, tell me about it. He goes, I've been hiding essentially in my Sunday league, you know, sport. I've been hiding in my somewhat of a personal life. I've been hiding and taking care of other people when really my biggest problem here is that I don't have the confidence or control in my own life 
to start taking control of it and going down the paths I want. I'm most confident when I'm at sport. I'm most confident and feeling social when I'm at my sport. And that's what I've been sinking myself into and now kind of zooming out and looking at everything. The reason I'm putting so much stock into other people is because I'm here to kind of not necessarily people please, but I'm here to make everybody else happy. Right. I'm trying to find that, you know, I, I, I'm pushing off everything going on in my own life by trying to find meaning in other people's. It's kind of like it goes back to that lack of purpose. That's tough, man. It's At very tough. Young, young thirties. That's it's tough. It's rough. So that big breakthrough moment, it kind of resonated with us because it's like, wow, like how many athletes do we know that mask issues going on in other areas of life or build a false bravado or build, you know, this lifestyle just around the sport and make it their everything. And then the tough part is, and where he really realizes this is the last part to it. He goes, man, if I didn't have this soccer, if I didn't have this Sunday league, if I didn't have this ability or, you know, time to play the sport, if that was taken away, like everything would have come crashing down. And it's like, right. And that's where most athletes don't really understand the importance of a holistic approach to what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Where when you treat your sport like a job versus your everything in your identity, you actually can get better at that job. So we started to solve those other you know challenges going on in his life. And so we put together a five-year plan. And I said, you need to write this out and get very clear on that. I said, you also need to resolve what's going on with you know, this whole thing about people pleasing. And we'll dive into that in a little bit later in the episode. And I said, you also have to understand that this is about taking control of your life and bettering yourself so that you can help other people if you really want to help them. Because he said one thing that made a lot of sense. He goes, man, I've been at everybody else's beck and calling. I've been helping everybody else and so on, but no one's here for me right now. Yeah. And that's tough, right? And it's like, that goes to show, I'm not saying people need to be selfish, but what I'm saying is, and what you have to understand about this, you cannot mask insecurity issues through your sport you can't just so many times we see athletes who go all in on their sport because that's the one place they feel confident with and it's almost like you know when you see that workaholic type type of mentality that they go into it with right like i know michael phelps talked about this a lot when he was competing still and how he goes like my life everything else in my life was kind of off but swimming was on and i i pushed all that shit aside and that's really what led to my own, you know, downfall at times, my own demise. Right. So we help him unpack it, put a five-year plan together in each area of his life. He puts a 90-day plan together and then we left him with and what we'll walk you through to at the end of the episode, which is something we follow here at Molotium, but just how to really do this for your own life. And then the three to seven daily and weekly steps to take. And now he's well on to his own side. But where this... Where this really got me and why it was something that's like, man, like this is really something we need to share with the audience, something we need to talk about with is because I can't tell you how many times I've had to personally deal with athletes who are going through the same kind of thing. But like this was a healthy thing this guy did, which was I'm going to bury myself in my Sunday league and bury myself in helping other people. At least those were healthier behaviors. I'm not going to say that's a healthy behavior in itself. Because a lot of that, like we'll see in a sec, has to do with, you know, emotionally not being good on your own side. But how many times do we see athletes who can't deal with, you know, the other parts of their life that are not going well, and they get into the things like the addictions, the loneliness. Like one big thing that I noticed when we were talking to him and going through this was the loneliness behind what was going on to, with him. 
right? He didn't have anything going on in his life. Like, yeah, he had a bit of a social life, but when I was talking to him about it, he goes, and this is something that I see a lot of athletes face too. He goes, yeah, I've got my social life, but it's, it's okay, right? Like how many athletes do you see settle for, oh, everybody's going out to the bar, so I'm just going to go to the bar with them if they're in that kind of community or they're drinking, so I'm going to drink. It's like, you know, and high performers alike go through this as well where it's it's tough because you end up people pleasing so much for other people and trying to do what everybody else wants you forget what you need in your own life right right and it's just it was tough to see so going for it you know what was very interesting about this the first major thing we noticed it was a major cry for help and right i think like as much as he was putting himself into sport and not dealing with other things on the flip side of that how important sport is yeah. to kind of be a lifeline to then like how it all worked out for him yeah. anyways is he called in he asked help for sport and then broke it down even further yeah like sometimes when you feel like you have nothing left i i think people don't understand how how sport can truly pull them out of something yeah whether or not you know, they're but good, on, they're not good. And on whatever. the opposite end too, I'll even say, Barry, like I've personally done this where you then go to the opposite. Like sports funny where you have the opposite extreme as well, where you can completely lose yourself in it. But that's like anything right? though, right? It is like anything. That's like anything. Like I see so many, so many things on social media about how do you make friends as adults? Yeah. Or people going into university for the first time and they're just walking, they're taking a video of themselves and it's like, how do you make friends? And they show everybody. Yeah. And well, it's like, it's and just speaking interesting. Speaking to the real topic, how many athletes are lonely? That too. Right? Well, like, how many people, not even just athletes, right. I would say people in general are just lonely. And that's why it's like, so this, this cry for help was really interesting because he even said on the phone, he goes, Matt, like it took me two to three months to give you a call, like to finally fill out the form and, and get a call done. And it's like, first off, hats off because it takes a lot of courage to go and, and speak about your issues sometimes, or not even issues, but just challenges, right? And I feel like I feel like one of the things that are a little dehumanized sometimes is not even, quote, asking for help, but the normalizing of challenge throughout life, right? Where it's a lot of times it's like, oh, I shouldn't have any problems and it should just be, you know, good. Life doesn't go like that. Life rarely off ever goes that way, right? But seeing for seeing it for what it was, it's a guy who at the root of it all was trying to find and fill a void in his life by helping everybody else and people pleasing because at the root of it all, he was lonely. Think about what he's doing with the soccer side as well, right? Mm-hmm. Going to Sunday league every week. I have to be good there. I have to be great. It's like how many athletes get lost in the identity of just being an athlete, right? Yeah. You know? And it's tough because this is where you mask your insecurities through sport. You mask that loneliness through sport. You mask that inability to actually go out there and have a social structure and live. And you get this hyper obsessiveness. Like I even saw, you could even see it if you look back a little bit with the great Michael Jordan. Greatest of all time. One of, I I would say. But you got to look at the stories beyond the stories. Like how lonely that man really was talking about the obsessiveness, right? This is this Sunday league for this individual is no different than Michael Jordan, for example, throwing himself into the gambling side of things. Mm-hmm. That's an example of an unhealthy. I've, we've worked with athletes before who have had addiction issues, right? High performers in the professional world. How many people look to the bottle to change their state? 
instead of actually fill that void that they need. And I think what a lot of people don't realize and what I never used to realize when I was an athlete myself, even I did the same thing, you know, and my time to go out at night on a Saturday, there were times that I would drink way too much, way more than I should have drank, done stupid things, things that were not, you know, positive towards my performances. And it's not because I enjoyed it. I'll, I'll never forget that. I never truly enjoyed it. It was a cry for help. It was a, it was a sense of community that I found of doing negative things to fill my voids of loneliness when I was playing and performing, right? And that that actually, funny enough, now that I look at it in retrospect, when I've been reflecting on this in the past, my biggest demise as an athlete myself was actually that I didn't have a structured social life to what I wanted. I didn't have something that filled my void of loneliness. So a lot of times it was doing things that everybody else wanted to do, things that didn't really fulfill me, but because I found this sense of community within it, that's what it was, right? And then I didn't look at the long-term effects of what would happen with that. When then after a night of hardcore drinking, that would take me a couple days to recover from. And then all the hard work I did throughout the week got thrown off by that. And that kind of led into more of the confidence issues with me that I had. And because then I didn't perform well in sport. And it was just, it was a vicious cycle, man, of masking those social insecurities or those inabilities or those just not putting enough time into me type of thing and burying myself into sport. I mean, I'll never forget when when my parents went through the divorce and the thing that, you know, that was tough for me to go through. But what did I do? I threw myself into sport. Yeah, And that was tough for me because although I got very good at sport, I came out on the other end with a lot of issues unresolved in my personal life and my, my relationships even, mm-hmm. right? And that's where we're seeing a lot of athletes, why this story kind of set us off is because what's really happening here of the people-pleasing side and the loneliness side and throwing yourself into something and hyper-obsessing over it what we're really finding is a lot of athletes are often masking insecurities. And this can happen just for everybody because there's also, you know, there's generational differences and stuff like that. Um, This can happen to anyone. I think if you've looked back in, you know, whatever age you are, there's probably a point in time, maybe you haven't been able to work out of it. Maybe you have already, but I'm sure there's a point in time where you, you hyper-focused on something for whether it be a month, two months, whatever, and just felt, it's me against the world. Yeah. And yeah. you know what, though? You know, and that's a very good point. And even on the other side of it, too. I, I read this in a study the other day that I was just going through in a, a book that I was going on and just building my own craft. And it's like people who hyper focus on anything are often dealing with something that they're putting off in their other like other areas of their life. Right. So one thing it was talking about the big study was with social media. When you pour yourself into social, where it's like not your career or whatever you're doing, or even people that do have it as a career and they just lose themselves scrolling, it's hyper-focusing on tasks that's pushing off other stuff in your life, right? When you're somebody who's completely just throwing yourself into one area and you don't want to deal with other things and you know what's going on, that's hyper-focusing on one thing to mask a problem going on in another area of your life. And then when you don't have these solutions that a lot of, you know, I never used to have personally. Now I never got into this side on the addiction part, thankfully, but a lot of athletes do lose themselves in the addiction side. A lot of people do lose themselves and not even, see, here's the funny part about this too. 
not even just addiction with like drugs, alcohol, that kind of stuff. I mean, addictions in like social media. Yeah. Addictions in, you know, eating. Addictions in like how many athletes have I personally heard of? I've never dealt with this many, but I know stories from people within the industry where it's like there was this hyper active behavior behind eating and eating and eating, which then turned an athlete into masking the pressures of sport, which then now they become like, you know, having to deal with with a certain kind of um, anorexia. Right? I have some on the opposite side where it's too much working out. Too much working during, out. During a season, then they, you know, burn out their muscles. And Absolutely. They can't last. So it 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 really does. Like, it takes, um, I think, just like like the guy that called in, I think it takes a little bit of self-awareness and also a little bit of luck to catch things at the right time. Oh, so luck to catch things at the right time. I think just like a, because who knows, that could have been, not that this doesn't happen. It could have been an email that we just did not pick up or a Very call that true. we just did not pick up. Like, like maybe, and there are some, you know, people, whether believe in the universe or faith or whatever it is, that it was just at the right time. Like he put it off for how many months? Two to three. He Two said. to three. Yeah. And maybe just wasn't ready to talk about it then or didn't have everything in order, you know? Or didn't know. Right? Like, think about it. One of the big things I see, too, with athletes is they don't know. I never knew personally when I needed not to talk about something, but to go through challenges. Right? Oftentimes, we're taught as athletes or high performers to look at the craft itself and resolve it. When really, it's like, hey, here's another side story. An athlete that we work with, this is a very common one, at the top level of a sport, professional level, Performances are currently or were currently, you know, going down because of a relationship in his personal life that wasn't going well for him. Right. Turning into a breakup. So it's not the breakup itself or not talking to a parent itself or having to help a parent through a long term something or whatever. It's not the situation itself. It's what the situation does to your own personal energy stores, your focus, your mm -hmm. abilities. So when you're hyper-focusing on something else and there's something going wrong in another area of your life that you're not dealing with or running to, the often issue that I see with athletes is, or professionals is, it takes so much more energy to resist it than it does to just go face it, deal with it, and move on, which oftentimes the solution is simple. Yeah. Right? Oftentimes yeah. it's simple. But the problem is, is that fear of getting over it and then, you know, going into it. And there's one thing I wanted to unpack quickly, too, on people pleasing. You know, people pleasing happens for so many different reasons, right? There's some athletes or individuals, I should say, that have people pleasing issues because they're scared of being abandoned. So what do, what do they do to be, you know, to, to deal with that? They will go out there and do everything for everybody else to try to make them happy so that they don't have to get abandoned. And that's what this guy... I don't know if that was it for him per se. Right. I believe the biggest thing that on another side was loneliness, which was a really, really big one I noticed for him, right? Where the fear of being lonely was I need something to throw myself into instead of actually dealing with the loneliness part itself. Could it also be too, and I didn't talk to him, sure. so I don't know, but also the fact that can you mask some of that stuff with, because he was having to take care of his father, yep. correct? Um, with, well, I love my dad. I got to make sure I get everything done for him. And then 
because you're not dealing with this stuff outside, you're, I guess, masking taking care of your father or his father with, it's an excuse to say, I don't have to do, attack these other things. I believe so. I believe, so what I, so, and that also, again, it comes back into the form of loneliness, right? Where this hyper focus and obsessiveness of other things to mask what's going on inside of you. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter if it's hyper obsessing over Sunday league. It doesn't matter if it's hyper obsessing over your social life and nights out. It doesn't matter if it's hyper obsessing in, you know, someone you're trying to take care of. The point is you're hyper obsessing to mask something else going on. Right. Right. And for this individual, it was finding that meaning in his life and finding what he really wanted and having a plan and taking control. I also know a lot of times, and I used to do this a lot myself, where I would let sport be my excuse for not having control over my life, mm-hmm. right? Sport was my excuse. Soccer was my excuse for not having control in other areas. Oh, I got to go to soccer. I got to go to football. So you know what? Forget about what's going on over there. I got to go. Got to go do it. Oh, I got to deal with this, but I can't right now. I got to go make my breakfast because that's what's on. And then I got to go to training. Oh, can't deal with that right now because you know what's going on. I need to go make sure that I'm going to the gym. It's just excuses coming up left, right, and center for things that you're really masking. Now, when I really dug deep on myself and I understood it, for me, it was, wow, you know what? I don't, I've, I haven't been out with people in so long that I didn't feel confident in my, in my social life. Right, because of how much I didn't take the time to work on myself as a person. See, I think that's the. I think that is the high performance field of sport yep. or uh, career or uh, students or anything like that. Anything that's considered that high performing part, or that high performance part, um, I believe they have not yet evolved to a point where they don't put the humanity back into the high performance aspect of it. Like the complete human as opposed to like, you can be obsessed with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with that, but it's the other side of things where I've seen some great athletes that still have a social life. I've seen some fantastic athletes that still make time for their family. I've seen some fantastic athletes that don't, that are not in the gym or training every single day. Yes you need to run through all of your stuff and yes, you need to do it with intention and you have to have the highest quality, but like when it's all that all the time, there are some people that train consistent. I remember there was a, one of my friends, if, if he ever listens to this, we were like, that is the perfect example of hard work, not paying off. Yeah. Like just doing, just working to work and not work getting anything done and i don't know i think there's a lot of people that are in the high performance world that kind of look back and say damn man if i just took yeah a couple weeks a day here and there and stuff like that it would have been that much well how many high performance people i hear this all the time oh in hindsight i shouldn't have done it that way oh in hindsight i shouldn't have done it that way and then after their careers when they're getting out of it and they're pulling themselves out of the weeds that's when it becomes something that we see commonly here at Malatium where it's like, 
Now I'm going to go deal with this. And here's the problem with that. Here's the problem that I have with waiting until the, the seals break, essentially, till water starts spewing out of the sides, if you will, of why I think that's an issue is because now instead of dealing with the things as they come up, which any normal human being does, you've masked and pushed off so many issues in your life. And this is what I used to do a lot myself, where now you have like 30 things to have to go resolve instead of just, okay, it was one this week. Right. And you have so much shit that you pushed off that you're actually derailing your performances because it takes so much more energy, man, to push things off and bury them than it does to actually go face them. It does. It takes way more energy. It's, it's a natural thing that happens. Like what you resist, you persist. I know that's a funny saying, but it's the truth, right? What happens when you have to keep pushing something off or, you know, procrastinating on things? It takes so much more energy to come up with excuses and bullshit that it actually derails you more from performance than you think. Burying yourself in performance. Look at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan had to take a freaking sabbatical at a yeah. point in his career because of so much shit that was going on in his life. And now he says, well, you know, I, I needed some time away. And so I get that. That's a sexy story. But at the root of it all, at the root of that all, that was the best example I've seen publicly of somebody who let things get so bad in one side of what they were doing that they needed to take time away. Well, I would say that um, like sabbatical or taking time off or whatever, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you took a look at some of the top tier echelon players in their sports of all time where there wasn't either a time where they needed to take off because you know they were burnt out or anything like that or a major injury that put them out for an extended period of time. It's going to be one or the other that lets down. I'd just be curious. I'd be curious to take a look at, you know, anything in that sense, because I think there are a couple guys that were out for extended periods of time. They come the back time. and it's just, it's either the body wears out or the mind does. Well, listen, and there's been situations too, that we've seen things like there's been, there was a, a pro athlete that came to us. We saw things for as bad as they really were, as bad as they were things getting buried and so on. And we said, when I was dealing with them, you need to go, you need to go deal with these professional athlete doing it for a long time decides to step away from the sport. Yeah. And that's, that's anybody that's, that's could yep. be someone in their career. That could be someone with school. That could be, you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people out there that kind of wait until it gets too much. Well, and this is why we're saying for any athlete tuning in for any high performer tuning in, who's doing this, this is our cry for help for you and cry for hope. Understand that the only way to truly defeat this is to not mask shit, right? Stop hiding in the sport. Stop hyper-focusing in that. Yes, it's important, but you need to have not even a balance, a good prioritization of when to work on different areas of your life. So with that being said, let's talk about solutions because this is one of the most important parts of the episode now as well. Under all of that stuff, the people-pleasing, the loneliness, the fear of being alone and, and whatnot. Here's the solution that we came into with this for this individual and what you can follow as well if you would like yourself. Number one, you need to go create, or I should say, we put this individual on to create 
a vision for himself of where he wanted to be in the next five years in three areas of, of his life. Number one, his relationships. Number two, his personal life. So that has everything to do with his health, his mental state, and so on. And number three, his careers. He said, go work on this. Write it down. Put exactly where you want to be. It's an end point. You don't have to be crystal clear, but you need at least a good North Star that you can follow so that you're not just wandering through and you're really going in and finding this out. Number two, the next thing we put this individual onto was then looking at each of those three areas and saying, okay, what's just the one step I need to take in the next 90 days? So in his professional life, it was basically finding what he wanted to do in his, in his career path. That was a really good one for him, right? It's like, hey, go do what you got to do. Understand what you want. So we helped him coach to that. In his personal life, he, he came to the conclusion that he needs to start getting selfish to be selfless and working on himself and bettering himself first. Because the truth is, what do you have to give to others if you can't give to yourself first? That's the reality. People want to give to so many other people. Yes, it's important, but you need to work on yourself so you have something to give. And the last part was his relationships. And he said in the next 90 days, he wanted to put together a more well-rounded, holistic social life for himself. Those are three great ways to start taking a step towards things. Okay. The second last part that we asked him to do then was put together three to seven daily or weekly action steps you can take towards this. Run it on repeat. So his health, he got, you know, I'm assuming he put a, a workout routine and whatnot together because we spoke about that in the call and then we let him go do it. Um, his personal life, he did the same. His relationships, he did the same. The last part was this though. What this individual did with calling in for us was he resolved his past. So we follow something at Molotium here that we say, envision the future, resolve the past, create in the present. Meaning, have a vision of what you want. The second thing is, get rid of all the obstacles that are there from the past that you're burying deep inside. Mm -hmm. Get rid of those because at the end of the day, those will eventually be the things that hold you back. We see this all the time when we work with athletes who come to us, they want to be, 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 be. And they can't get over, though, this one thing that happened, and that's caused them to build a belief system or a behavior that really holds them back. So for this individual, it was he he got clear on his vision, and then we helped him resolve that belief of, you know, a fear of being alone or the loneliness or not having meaning and finding that in other people. We helped him resolve that. He resolved that past, right? Did he fully get rid of it? Probably, you know, to the majority of the degree, yes, but we gave him strategies to keep overcoming that when he faced it. So he resolved it. And then we had him finally create in the present. So the last part that I personally do with myself, and I do this every month, whenever I go through my own targets that I'm setting, whatever, I always envision what I want. I resolve any past limiting beliefs that I might have. So it could be, well, I tried this and it didn't work for me. So I, I got to clear that belief out and I defeated that belief and I faced that belief and I faced that fear. And then I found the things that I needed to do personally to overcome that. And then I could finally create in the present and I could do it carefree and well, not carefree, I should say, but worry free in a sense where I wasn't worrying about, will this fail now? Am I good enough? Is it going to, you know, is the rug going to be pulled from, from under my legs? It was just go create. It's kind of like, it's actually kind of like with this podcast, right? I had this great vision of the podcast. I wanted to start my biggest, you know, fear, if you will, before we started this way back when we did. Do we even have good enough content to create things or do we know what we're talking about? And it's like, yes, man, you do. But when I resolved where that came from, for me, which was we had a down year in 2018, 2019, where just some things were going on and we had to resolve it. I was still holding on to that. And because I was still holding on to that fear, 
I didn't go and take action on creating what I wanted. And then finally, now we're creating in the present each week. We're finding ways to get better. We're finding ways to do this better and so on. Yeah. But my point is to wrap up and kind of conclude on all of this. You need to make sure as an athlete, as a high performer, as a human being, you have a very prioritized life. Do not mask shit by throwing yourself into something. Face it. Because eventually, here's all you're doing. Eventually, from what I've learned, I was just prolonging my own suffering. Right? Meaning that eventually I had to face it. You do. And oftentimes, if you can get it right when it starts, you're not going to have a bunch of things that you need to deal with later on. You can just cut it at the knees and move forwards. Mm -hmm. And that then allowed me to create in the present and move on. And you have to realize the last part to this all is when you don't throw yourself in and bury like that, yes, there's certain times in your life that it can help, but you need to find that balance of, okay, you know, when enough is enough, you have to face your stuff. You have to face your shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, the one major thing that I would want to leave everybody with that I learned, um, this week pain is mandatory but the way in which you approach it like struggle is not yeah yes you know things aren't going to work out for you sometimes sometimes you're going to get hit with very bad news um sometimes you're not going to do well on that test that even though you study for it like pain is mandatory it's going to be there but the way that you look at things and approach it and what your next steps are moving forward it is under your control Fully in your and control. as soon as you become too bitter, it makes, you know, everything sour. Yeah. So if you have an option to, you know, look at it, slow it down, uh, you can take the proper steps for it. You do it, right? The common, the, the common saying goes, decisions, not conditions, determine your destiny. That's the reality. So with that being said, this is a great, it, it was a great story to share and understanding because I want you to, you know, realize as a high performer, anybody tuning in, you're not going through this alone. It's not just you. It's common to see a bunch of, you know, athletes or high performers going through loneliness, loneliness. It's common, unfortunately. And if you are going through it, we're here. So what we're adding now to these podcast episodes is a way for you to write in and how, you know, we, we want to help you kind of go through your own issues as well. And through this, you're helping other people and, and face your challenges. So down below, there's a link. If you want to write in and you want us to cover a topic, by all means, write in just like this other individual did. We helped him resolve things. He got on a call with us. You don't even have to do that though. If you just want us to talk about a topic on the podcast here that you're going through, or maybe your story and you want to write in anonymously, you totally can. Mm -hmm. There's a link down below for that. If you're somebody who wants to go through um, one of our coaching programs, there's two options down below. Number one, you can work through the Moletium Pocket Coach. That's a DIY program. You do it yourself. You go through it. You can sign up to for over uh, just about 52 weeks worth of your own personal coaching where we put you into a high performance uh, state and you build your resilience. Or if you want to work with a coach, there's a uh, link down below that you can apply to. We only take application basis um, individuals. We have to make sure you're a good fit for our program and that we can actually help you. If we don't feel that we can, we'll definitely direct you the right way that, uh, that, that we feel you need to go with. But other than that, please, we write these and create these episodes free. We don't do any kind of advertising or anything like that for it. So if you can, please share this. You can really help somebody and save their own life. 
And make sure to comment, leave some reviews, leave some you know ratings and so on as well. Subscribe to our channel if you're tuning in on YouTube because this is the stuff that helps us grow this and we wanna grow this and keep helping high performers like yourself break through and reach for the next level. So with that being said, stay resilient, stay focused on finding your true potential and we'll see you in the next one.